mine now. You belong to me. Today we're going to play a new fun game. Hello, and thanks for joining us again on the Twin Picks podcast. If this is your first listen, run away. Go save your soul. Come back, come back. Come back. It's all right. It's all right. We've improved the audio quality a little bit. So stay here a little bit and then turn off if you don't like it. My name's Dan. My name's Nicole. Hello, Nicole. How the devil are you? I am bloody marvellous, even though we're in fucking lockdown. But it's all good, mate. Well, thanks for joining us again, Nicole. This is our Jim Carrey Double Bill episode, and we're going to be talking about Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and The Mask, which are films that we chose last week. After that, we're going to be picking our two films for the next episode. We've got a theme, and we've got some choices, and you've, you've chosen a theme, and you've got your reasons. And the last bit is where we get stitched up. One of us has to watch a terrible film. This week, it's you. You had to watch The Catwoman. Yes. Hmm. And that's your review done. Well, thanks for listening in, guys, and have a lovely day. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't have to leave. Come back. No, I'm not. I'm just making myself comfortable. We've got a show to record. Right, anyway, but before all that excitement, anything goes. What have you been up to, my friend? Actually, I've been pretty creative this week. I released a stop motion for Make-A-Wish for our branch, Western Melbourne branch, because we've got a raffle at the moment. I thought, oh, a little bit fun. Let's do a stop motion and hopefully sell some tickets that way. Yeah. So released one. I got a few likes about that. And a few people bought tickets as well for seeing it. So that's awesome. Brilliant. Yeah. It was a five, was it 5000 $5, uh, $5,000 travel voucher to use in Australia. That's insane. And like, you've got three years to use it. So. Well, you're going <laughs> to, you're going to need it at the moment, aren't you? Unfortunately. <laughs> Who's it yeah. open to? Is it is it open to like uh, just Australia or like who, who, where's the competition? I wonder if it's open to uh, the UK. It would be five quid, mate. If you bought yeah. one ticket for five quid and you won the raffle. Well, look, I mean, I'd, if you if you listen to this and you want to buy a ticket, then head over to Nicole's Instagram, which uh, there's always details of your Instagram on on our little write ups and on my Instagram and stuff. So you'll be able to find it, and then just head over to their website, I guess, right, and look at the terms yeah, and conditions. Yeah, buy a ticket, and then yeah, you're in a running first. Yeah, first prize is five thousand dollar travel voucher. I think second prize is three, and then third is either two or one. So they're all pretty good. You have been creative. I did your stop motion was was really good. I really enjoyed it because I saw your story beforehand saying you're recording your dialogue. <laughs> oh god and then i saw your, i saw your i saw your stop motion pop up and i had a little listen it was very good i really enjoyed it mate it was uh, the patience that you must have to be able to move all those things and you know do separate shots and stuff that must take you i guess you probably get used to it but i can't imagine having the patience to sit there and do that uh, a little bit i think i sent you some rough edits or like because I, I did like a rough file of all of my images and i think some of the things that i sent you didn't come on it it might go on a different one but you could see my like the errors in like analyze I, I did something wrong went back and fixed it again yeah kind of thing so yeah and if you like move the image ever so slightly or you move the phone or whatever yeah you're like oh fuck i need to start this again oh, <laughs> it, sounds like, it sounds like torture I, I saw you and albert went and had a bevy by the seaside Oh yeah, he put a photo on Facebook, didn't he? So we uh, he came round on a on a Sunday, and uh, it was a lovely day. We thought we'd go out on a bicycle. 
yeah, and nice. uh, we just accidentally just cycled to the pub and we had a couple of beers and because it's like a big beer garden you can sort of stay apart from each other quite nicely yeah. I, I that was taken the day before I had my hair cut and I've just had a brand new hair cut and I've had all my hair cut off because I was grabbing it I've done this two or three times now I'll get to a certain length and I think oh, I want it to be longer but I just don't want, I don't want long hair anymore it's too much trouble so I cut it all off and I'm already saving money on shampoo it's great it's glorious yes yeah, so I had a haircut I had a few beers uh, went to the hospital I had a CT scan oh yeah all good which was yeah it was fine I was expecting to go in and have to wear one of those little silly gowns so I was getting ready just getting some jokes <laughs> ready in my back pocket because when I feel a bit insecure about myself I make a little joke so I was getting all that ready and then I went, I was wandering around the uh, hospital for ages and a very nice nurse came up to me and sort of said, oh, are you lost? What are you looking for? And she pointed me in the right direction. But yeah, it was fine. You just lay down and it just, it's like this giant hula hoop that just goes around your body and just goes up and down. You've got to drink this horrible water and it's, it's not pleasant. But uh, it was all right. I was in and out and I didn't have to wear a silly gown. So it was a good day. Um, probably helped that I'd just been to the pub before that. Will that affect your results? Yes, we've had your results back and you seem to be full of Guinness. But yeah, apart from that, what, what else have I been doing? I've just been watching a load of stuff. Watched, uh, obviously, this is our Jim Carrey episode, so I watched a few Jim Carrey films. I watched Dumb and Dumber, mm-hmm. which I think Dumb and Dumber might be my favourite Jim Carrey film. It's just it's just joke after joke after joke, and it just it makes me laugh so much. So I watched that, and it was really good to watch that again. And I also watched this morning, just before recording today, I watched I Love You, Philip Morris, which I haven't seen for ages. I saw it once when it came out. It's very good. Jim Carrey plays. It's meant to be a true story. I don't know how much of it is true. So he's a con man, and he's kind of just living these false lives and not being true to himself. Jim Carrey and Ewan McGregor are, are really great. And in particular, Ewan McGregor is, is really, really good, like subtle performance in this. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It'll, yeah, good. Recommend it, mate. What is it called again? I love you, Philip Morris. I am. Um, so last week we, we watched a documentary on JR. Yes. Agnes, Faces Places. And uh, I've got a streaming service at the moment with just documentaries. And I found another one of JR's docos called Inside Out. It was anyone in the world could join in and you take yeah. a photo, you take a portrait of yourself and then send it yeah. in. And then these portraits get pasted all around the world kind of thing. Seeing the comparisons of different countries, how they react to it as well. Tunisia is in a revolution at the moment. And what better way to show Tunisian people than pasting all of these people from Tunisia. And when they did that, like a lot of people were like positive about it. And then a lot of people were like, what are you doing? This is not, this is not Tunisia. And they were ripping them down. Kind really? Of thing. Yeah. And then you go to Haiti who were, you know, a few years back they had uh, natural, massive natural disasters and they were still kind of recovering from it as well. And all of these uh, photographs kind of give them, gave them a bit more joy to the country. And were you, were you aware of this project when it, while it was going on at the time or did you learn no, about it through watching a documentary? I think it was 2010 or 2012. Wow, long and time ago. And I had ago. No, no idea about it. Otherwise, I would have, com- I would have 
joined in for sure. Yeah. And since, and because it was only supposed to be a year project, but he still gets photos sent in. So he's still posting these images around and he's got his photo booth still. As he? As well. Yeah. Uh, what else have I been watching? I watched, um, there was a mini series that my parents watched when they were, when they moved to Australia called Return to Eden. Okay. And mum's like, oh, see if you can find it on YouTube or something. And I did. It's a three-part series. So this wealthy woman, she, her and her husband, they went for a little ride on the jetty and he pushes her into the water so she would get eaten by a crocodile so he could take her fortune. Anyway, she survives and she gets plastic surgery done. To look right. completely different and like get revenge on him. <laughs> Sounds insane. Yeah. <laughs> but a victim of, of crocodile homicide gets plastic yeah. surgery to change into another human. The dialogue in this, it was kind of kind of cringeworthy, but I kind of loved it at the same time. It's like iconic Australian that, like humour in a way. What, really? Kind of, How old is yeah. this, this program? <laughs> it was I think it was the eighties. Oh, it's it could like, it could be could be borderline offensive then, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, there was this one line. So she's got two kids from two different marriages. So um, the kids are watching them in the distance, and uh, the daughter's like, "You got sex on the brain? No, I don't." I think I've got to hear this. I think I've got to hear this clip. I think you should put this clip on Instagram. Do we, do we put it? Do we put it on now? Because I could. Let me find it. Maybe you can be our sound producer. You can be our audio person when we say, we, have you got a clip? You know, on Movie Drone when they go, yeah, yeah. have you bought a clip today, Mark? And he's like, yeah, I bought a clip. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I always think, has he really bought a clip? Like I imagine like a little folder, a little file with a clip in it. Oh, yeah, and just, just add it in. <laughs> it's not, it's the magic of podcasting, isn't it? Just because she's a friend of his doesn't mean she's the same as his. Does she remind you of anyone? No. She's no different from any of the other female hangers-on. I've seen the look in her eyes when she's with him. She wants him to make love to her. I don't believe that. You've got sex on the brain because you're going through puberty. I have not. Anyway, he's got no right oh in our house. Get it off. Get it out of my ears. This sounds horrible. It reminds me of, right, when I was a little boy, um, and we get, we get, we obviously get, neighbours and home and away all we used to I, I oh, yeah. still get them but another one my mum used to watch when I was a kid was Sons and Daughters and I remember that being oh, yeah. absolutely <laughs> shocking and that reminded me very much of that because it's that 80s vibe Sons yeah. and Daughters Sons of yeah there was like or Private Practice maybe Private Practice that sounds familiar or yeah. maybe I'm thinking of Peak Practice which is a I think that's a a, a, a British vet show probably on Sunday afternoons after Antiques World Show <laughs> Do you have, we have a singy, singy, singy God show on Sundays called, what's it called? Praise, Songs of Praise. Do you have anything like that? Probably. If you woke up super early, what do you mean? Like, you know, like it's not, it's not as good as like the gospel stuff. Like uh, all that gospel stuff is great. But um, no, it's just, it's just rubbish hymns. This my Lord, the shepherd, guide (laughs) me through the night. Can you please rescue me from offending everyone that's religious that's listening to this, please? It's not my intention <laughs> to do that. No. It's making a silly joke. There was a movie that I wanted to see, like, 
if if lockdown didn't happen, if it lockdown happened like this week, I would have quickly gone to the cinema. There's a new Aussie film that came out called Baby Teeth. Two two young adults. They get it. They have a bond together, and she ends up being ill at some point as well. And it looks like a good movie, oh, but I won't be able to go see it anytime soon unless they do like an an online film festival. Then I can watch it that way. Baby teeth. All right. Well, we look forward to hearing your baby teeth review when you get round to watching it. Let's move on to section two and the main bit of the show. And the reason why we're dressed in our ridiculous costumes is because we're going to be talking about Jim Carrey. You're, you're dressed as The Mask because we watch The Mask and I'm dressed as Ace Ventura. Pet detective. But it's a podcast, so no one knows that. We could be lying. So Jim Carrey was born in 1962 in Newmarket in Canada. And he's, he was kind of brought up uh, in a supportive family that want, allowed him to express himself. And he was funny and everyone thought he was funny. And he, he always wanted to be a comedian. So he got quite popular in the 80s. And he got found by a comedian, popular comedian called Rodney Dangerfield, uh, who signed Jim Carrey to open in, on, on his tour. But as he got sort of more popular in the 80s, he decided to do his, his own thing. I didn't become aware of him until... Ace Ventura until 1994 and then I found out more about his sort of his other stuff but I, I don't think I've seen much of his anything before Ace Ventura to be honest I saw one film called Earth Girls Are Easy um, <laughs> which is an unfortunate title um, what's it about? Uh, <laughs> what, I, the thing is like, I, I've got certain images you know when you remember a thing and you've got certain images in your brain and you're thinking, yeah. is that right? So what I remember, because I was very young when I saw this, is that three aliens have a spaceship yeah. and they land yeah. in a swimming pool of Gina Davis. And they're furry aliens. And one of them turns into Jeff Goldblum. One of them turns into Jim Carrey. And the other one turns into another actor. I can't remember who it was. Mm. And then it's probably just like a cheesy, typical 80s tale. You know, I don't know. Two people falling in love and all that malarkey. But I don't remember it being very good. So he didn't become massively popular until 94 with Ace Ventura. Um, when he got in that year, he had Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, and The Mask. Mm. All three of them came out, I think they were in the same year. I'm sure they were all the same year. Yeah, three films do get, get released in the one year. They made an insane amount of money. And it, his career took off and he sort of started commanding. I think I saw somewhere 20 million a film or, or something like that. He was getting paid. So. A few quid. You'd just do one film, wouldn't you? Just do one film and be like, right, see you later, bye. <laughs> Adios. Yeah. I mean, you say that, but then you've probably got to pay your taxes and your assistants and your agents and you're probably left with like £4.50. At the time of recording this, I've got a number here and I got it from the internet, so I assume it's true. His current total box office for all of his movies combined over his career, what do you reckon? If you had to guess... Box box office. Yeah, for all of his films, for as long as as long as he's been Jim Carrey. I was gonna say five hundred mil. That sounds. Is that too too little? Think think higher. Am I thinking billion? Yep, you're thinking billion plus. Maybe you're thinking more than one billion. <laughs> um, maybe like three point seven billion. Random. In between the two. Two point seven. Oh, getting there. You're getting warmer. Uh, 2.4. Nope. Almost. <laughs> 2.5. 2.5. Almost. 
I'll take your first answer. Yeah, 2.5 billion. These films have generated that much money. That is just insane. Insane. But yeah, so um, another one that he was kind of known for, and I think this was one of your picks, was Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind is one of his, that's one of his sort of dramatic roles, isn't it? And um, he received received a Golden Globe nomination for that. Uh, And that was his first BAFTA nomination for Best Actor. He strikes me as like a really deep person and i was guessing jim and andy sort of went quite deep didn't he in that documentary where he was kind of inhabited that role i find it fascinating that he seems to be like a really deep guy but his comedy was the complete opposite that in the 90s i mean you can't get any more toilet humor than a man talking out of his anus (laughs) (laughs) excuse me i'd like to ask you a few questions On, on that note should we talk about Ace Ventura? Oh, right then. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, 1994, directed by Tom Shadiak. He also directed Liar Liar, Bruce Almighty, Pat Adams, and The Nutty Professor. So two other Jim Carrey films, and then two other films with really popular comedians. The budget for Pet Detective was 11 million, pretty cheap. And the worldwide box office, 107 million. So it made That's a few quid. Awesome. So the cast is Jim Carrey as Ace Ventura, Courtney Cox as Melissa, and Sean Young as Lieutenant Lewis Einhorn. Um, and I think that's basically the main characters. There are other people in there that pop up, but really it's the Jim Carrey show, this film, and it? it's all about him and just his <laughs> silly jokes. He's a, uh, he, I mean, I ain't seen this for a long time, to be honest. This, this first film, I ain't watched this for a while. I watched When Nature Calls a little while ago. But I ain't seen this for a long old time. Jim Carrey is a pet detective and he's hired to track down a missing dolphin. The dolphin is a, a mascot for the Miami Dolphins football team. So the, the very first scene is um, is him delivering the delivering a package to, to someone. He's trying to track down a dog and he? he's trying to track down a kidnapped dog. And he's got this package and he's kicking it around the streets and he's thrown it like a football and he kicks it down the corridor. HDS, sir, how are you today? All righty then. And he nicks the dog. And that's how we get introduced to the character. So he's, you know he's properly obnoxious and a bit, of a bit of a dickhead. I love the way he drives. I love the way he drives his car with his head out the window. Because, yeah, he ruins his bloody windscreen. I know. Well, that bloke, he, get, he starts chasing after him, doesn't he? Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, <laughs> he starts chasing after him. And he, I love that bit when he looks in the wing mirror and he does that Jurassic Park reference. He goes, assholes are closer than they appear. <laughs> like that little line. There's a lot of visual stuff in this, but a lot of the dialogue is quite good as well. A lot of the like little funny pieces of dialogue between the characters. But ev- basically everyone is there just to set up a joke, a Jim Carrey joke. I do, having watched Dumb and Dumber this week, I do think, Dumb and Dumber is much, much superior. I kind of enjoy this through the eyes of a 13-year-old boy, if that makes sense. Like, I remember how funny <laughs> I found it when I was a kid, rather than yeah. finding it funny now. Do you know what I mean? Or maybe I've just seen it too much. I haven't seen this. I don't think I've seen this uh, Jim Carrey film. I think I've seen When Nature Calls. Oh, you never seen the first one? I don't think I've had the... Yeah, the first one doesn't drop my memory. I think I watched the second one. 
I 100% watched the second one because I watched that today. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember some of these scenes. Like when he's coming out of the rhino. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Cracker. God, I love that. Oh, I love where nature calls. The Monopoly or, uh, guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that bit makes me die. Thanks for, thanks for the free parking. <laughs> yeah. <Or> when, <laughs> <laughs> when they're in the in the conference room and he, his head's like where the projector is and then he's like doing like, ooh, ooh, honk, 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 honk. <laughs> and, and then he does something to his face, I forgot. Hi ho, silver! Away! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I found out about myself? I found I learned something about myself when I was watching Pet yeah. Detective. I prefer when nature calls. Oh, do you? I do. I do. Yeah, I do. I think it's on reflection. When I was a kid, I preferred the first one, but now I think I prefer the second one. Yeah. I think sometimes he just gets a little bit. I mean, he's an obnoxious character, but I just find him a little bit more obnoxious in this one. It's still funny though. Sneaking around a party like a ninja. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mission Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> like jumping the fence and then jumping back over the fence. Which he could have just walked to the fucking door, but he was like trying to be all cautious. <laughs> and yeah. Like yeah. yeah. One of the fun, it's a really, it's, it seems like a bit of a silly line, but for me, it's, it made me laugh the, mo- the most because I forgot about it, I think. Cause I think it's when he's going into the dolphin tank. He goes, if I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. <laughs> and that just, that just makes me laugh. It's the sort of thing that you can use in everyday life isn't it? and just really annoy the people around you, which is what I think I did when I watched this film when I was a kid. I probably just walked around saying Ace Ventura stuff to my parents <laughs> and they probably hated me. I wonder how many parents must have been really cheesed off at their kids walking around doing Ace Ventura pet detective stuff. Come on, want me to cause a stink? If I was on set with him, I think I would have just lost it, like complete laughter constantly you wouldn't get any work done would you (laughs) i do wonder how many particularly with this film i guess because he wrote it and stuff how many thousands of feet of film must there have been with jim carrey's head on it there must be loads from the 90s i bet they just filmed everything i know they've done they've done that with i remember with robin williams because he's also he was quite iconic in the 90s yeah huge uh, Mrs. Joutfire. I remember. I think I saw an interview about him. It's like the fir- they gave like you know the first seven minutes of him, like the proper sh- shooting, and then the rest of the day was him just doing improv yeah. and just doing fucking random shit constantly yeah. and like shit that they wouldn't even use on the film, but they just let him go do his own thing. Yeah, I feel like they would have done this with this film potentially as well. Well, that's why you get that person, isn't it? That's why you get a Jim Carrey. That's why you get a Robin Williams because you want them to do Robin Williams or Jim Carrey stuff, surely. I mean, yeah. they were both fantastic dramatic actors as well. Like uh, Robin Williams in, in numerous roles, Goodwill Hunting especially for me. Uh, and, and Jim Carrey, is, they've both got that raw emotion and vulnerability under the surface. And I, I wonder if it's something to do with being a comedian because a lot of comedians are like that. But yeah, like you say, just just roll the film and let them go. Just just see what happens because you're going to get some magic, aren't you? Oh, how, what a what a job that must have been to work with Jim Carrey and Robin Williams. Fortunately, he's not around anymore. Uh, tragedy, absolute tragedy. I remember the when I found out he passed away. I was in, I was in the middle of the Amazon. I don't know how someone got someone got internet 
randomly and they're like, oh, this happened. I was like, oh, oh it's got to be a hoax. Yeah. It's got to be bullshit. And it wasn't, unfortunately. Yeah, because you get all those hoax, don't you, about certain celebrities dead and you don't believe it most of the time. But unfortunately, yeah, it was, unfortunately, it was true. There was one about Chuck Norris recently. They're like, Chuck Norris uh, died of COVID. And I was having dinner with my family and they were like, oh, yeah, this happened. I was like, no way. COVID will not be the thing that takes out Chuck Norris. That's it. In fact, Chuck Norris is probably carrying the cure. Just get the antibodies from Chuck Norris. I was like, get a bit of Chuck Norris in you. Probably not the right <laughs> Is that I'll cut around that, shall I? Get a bit of Chuck Norris in you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nicole. Oh, God. I know it's the evening time for you, but it's still during the day for me. It's too late for that sort of talk. P- PG time, PG time. What's PG time? Parent, parent guidance. Oh, you made a film reference. Very good. Oh. I didn't even get it. I ain't got much to say about Ace Ventura other than just saying random lines. And things that I like about it and silly jokes. Because what can you say? There's no plot. I mean, the plot is to find a dolphin. Is there character development? No, there's absolutely zero character development. It's just an, it's just a pain in the ass, obnoxious, very, very funny and entertaining, huge, larger-than-life character. Freaking hell. He's, he's magnificent. He's, he's so funny. I, I, he's, yeah, he just sort of let loose in this film. And, and in Dumb and Dumber as well. But I feel like in Dumb and Dumber, that's a much better written film the jokes are much more fleshed out and kind of intertwined with certain characters and, and, and the way the plot develops. Whereas this is just Jim Carrey, just do some silly shit. And I love it for, I love it for that. But uh, it, 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 did, it does get a little bit tedious for me. I must say, maybe I'm just getting old, mate. mate maybe. Maybe. Just one line. I just remembered it. It makes me laugh. How, uh, Lieutenant Einhorn to, to Jim Carrey, how would you like me to make your life a living hell? Well, I'm not ready for a relationship yet, Lewis, but thanks for asking. <laughs> you know how last week you were saying about, you know, certain parts of the film were probably not, like, if you were to do it these days, it wouldn't be politically correct? I don't think you could do it these days. I don't think Jim Carrey would do it these days either, to be fair. But yeah, it was some of it was a bit bit borderline i think it's more the reactions isn't it like for me the jim carrey stuff uh with the plunger on his face and and <laughs> himself in the shower i find all of that kind of funny i must admit but it for me it was when uh when all of the other people started joining in i was like oh i fit i think that for me that's where the joke went too far if it was just jim carrey doing it i would have been fine with it because he's already a ridiculous character and he's already a bit of an arsehole so I can yeah. accept that. And it's just a joke. He's just doing it for jokes. But for me, I had an issue more when the other characters started reacting badly to it. Yeah, I don't think it's in intentions. It's uh, who am I to say what you can be offended by? I'm not. I can't say that because everyone's offended by their own shit, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. What would you rate this film, Dan? Or oh, uh, I suppose I- I'm going to say 6.5. Okay. That's my final score. What about you, mate? I'm going to give it an eight because I've never Ooh. seen this one before. I know it's quite, quite high for me. And it was just, it was just comedy gold. You loved it. I, I loved it. You did. I can't <laughs> it's believe. Just, <laughs> just fucking stupid. It is stupid. <laughs> it is. And like, it is probably exactly what we needed. We did. We, that's, that was the whole point of doing Jim Carrey was that um, it gave us a bit of a laugh. So I'm glad that you really enjoyed it. Oh, very good. All right, so you're giving it an eight. 
you rated my film higher than me. Yeah. All right, cool. So should we move on to the mask then? Yes, let's do that. My name is Cuban Pete. I'm a king of the lumber beats. <laughs> and when I play my maracas, I go boom, cheeky, boom, boom, cheeky, boom. The Mask, 1994, was directed by someone what is called Chuck Russell. The budget was 18 million and it grossed 351 million. Which is crazy, which is, I mean, why was there never a direct sequel? I can only imagine that Jim Carrey didn't want to do it. That is the correct reason. Yeah. I mean, that is a shame. When I was a kid, all I wanted to see was another The Mask film with Stanley Ipkiss. But yeah, there was, there was a sequel, but it wasn't a direct sequel. It was called Son of the Mask. And I think it was released directly to home, home release. And it's got some bad reviews. It's got some terrible reviews. And funnily enough, they did a similar thing with Ace Ventura. They made an Ace Ventura Junior, they called it. And again, pretty bad reviews for that one too. So cast, Jim Carrey as Stanley Ipkiss, Cameron Diaz as Tina, Peter Green as Dorian, and Max as Milo the dog. He's called Max in real life. Bless him. Little Max. The mask is about Stanley Ipkiss, who's repressing all his feelings and gets a magic mask and turns into a cartoon. The end. He is a cartoon, really, isn't he? Because he seems to be obsessed with cartoons. He's got a Tasmanian devil pillow. And uh, this mask sort of gives him endless abilities and he can shapeshift and he becomes the king of swing dancing for some reason. Is it swing? <laughs> it is, yeah, it is, it is the type of swing. Not quite Lindy, because I do Lindy Hop and Charleston. Oh, a little bit of Charleston. Okay. My name is Cuban Pete. I'm the king of the rumba beat. Is a rumba a dance or is a rumba a music? R- rumba is a dance. It's a slow... Yeah, slow romantic. That's not what he was doing at all, was it? He was doing <laughs> fast and, well, I don't know where I'm going with that, really. But he's the king of the rumba beat. Anyway, that's my point. He's the king of yeah. the rumba beat and nothing can take that away from him. He gives him the superpowers. He can shapeshift and he becomes the king of the rumba beat. So, yeah. all good. Yeah, I enjoyed watching this more than I enjoyed watching um, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. I really liked watching this one. It was, I think, because... It was nice to get that because when he's in Stanley Ipkiss mode, he's quite sh- like a straight man and he's not, he's not yeah. pulling jokes out of his ass all the time. I really liked it. I suppose you kind of need to, he kind of had to play it that way because of the stark contrast with when he puts the mask on and he becomes this <laughs> green crazy man. And yeah. uh, you kind of need it because he obviously goes full, full Jim Carrey when he has that mask on. But the effects I thought still looked quite good. I was quite surprised. Yeah. I think because he was kind of that cartoonish sort of character and with like the green rubber on his mask and stuff, maybe they were able to blend it quite a lot. Apparently um, they saved a lot of money with special effects because just his facial reactions making it quite cartoony. Yeah. Like obviously they, I think they painted them his face on. Well, it was the right colour for it, wasn't it? Green, green face. It's exactly like the colour green that I'm wearing right now. It's exactly like the colour green you're wearing right now. You just need the mask now. Yeah? That's all yeah. you need. And a little, uh, you need to put a little feather in your hat as well. And you yeah. need to become the king of the rumba beat. I mustn't forget that. What's the best oh. thing about this film? I know what it is for me. It's the tie between two. I like Milo the dog and also Cameron Diaz. I watched this when I was 10. And she's beautiful. She's absolutely knockout. 
Was that like one of her first films? I think so. I think it was her first film. I I, I believe she was she was actually good in it as well. She played the part quite well. I thought like she didn't have an awful lot to do, and it was a little bit sort of damsel in distress. But what she did do was uh, was quite good. I thought. And I mean, you're, when you're when you're going up against sort of Jim, not up against, but when you're with Jim Carrey, it must be quite disorientating. Like we were saying earlier about being on set with him. Can you imagine trying to act opposite him? What do you do? I am. Um, I saw. I saw some. Uh behind the scene footage of them like there a lot of I saw a lot of footage of the dancing scene and at the dancing scene in the club yeah and like how they you know how because he throws her up in the air and it's like she's spinning around I wonder how they do that so he like you see him like pretending to throw up and then you know looking at the time and throwing that and then pretending to catch her again it's cool I, I get intrigued seeing those type of things with films yeah, me too. So all the behind the scenes stuff is is quite interesting to see. What's your favourite part? I guess the dancing, the dancing bits. Yeah. Just when when he is the mask, he's just so fucking funny. What the idea of the mask is? Whoever you really want to be, it sort of brings out your personality more. And he's yeah. like quite repressed. He's not uh, doesn't really speak his mind much, and people walk all over him as a Stanley Ipkiss. And he puts the mask on, and he just becomes this king of the rumba beats. Mm-hmm. And uh, just it does silly dances and everyone loves him and he's a bit obnoxious and robs banks and becomes rich and he's the man about town, which is what he wanted all along. Yeah. Um, but then uh, he sort of falls in love with Cameron Diaz and her boyfriend is a, he's a criminal. He's a bad man. He's a bad, why is he bad? I couldn't figure that out. He wanted to rob the bank that he worked at, right? Right. Of course he did. But what I don't understand is why he was going to blow up the, the charity thing was that to rob all the charity money. Uh, maybe just for revenge, because I guess he's his alter ego because he was wearing the mask. Yeah, Dorian put on the mask. That's scary, wasn't it? He got all like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. I found that quite scary when I was a kid. I think. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I get that. I think maybe it was more that I knew that that bloke from uh, the mo- the guy who plays that character, Peter Green. He's also in Pulp Fiction. And he plays like a <laughs> a crazy sadomasochistic police officer who uh, mm. does some very very vile things to people. Yeah. So maybe I was going in with that trauma of that character already, but yeah, I found it quite scary. But he 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 gets the mask and he locks up Ipkiss, and uh, he has to escape. And the dog is the hero because the dog uh, he breaks him out of jail. Jump up, Milo! Jump. Get the get the keys, get the keys, not the cheese, the keys, the keys. <laughs> that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> like, that's like the iconic line that I I always remember with that film. He breaks it. He likes to break the full four quite a lot. He starts talking to the camera and all that sort of stuff. It's quite an over the top sort of silly sort of world that they create as well, isn't it? And it's a, a lot of a lot of backdrops with the like the exterior scenes when they're at the park and he's doing the, when he's the Frenchman. They meet in the park because Cameron Diaz is speaking to Stanley Ipkiss and he's like, well, I know the mask. I can get him here. And then he starts trying to seduce Cameron Diaz by blowing smokes with hearts uh, and then putting a spear of smoke with his nose air <laughs> through the heart. And then he sort of chats her up a bit, doesn't he? Yeah. Kiss me, my dear, and I will reveal my croissant. Spread you like pate. <laughs> and he's wearing it. He's got this stripy jumper on and a beret and it's all very stereotypical and it's all very funny and then it's just after that 
My name is Cuban Pete. I'm the king of the Lamba beat. I went, I've lost it. I've lost it. I've lost all my powers. You, you said it too many times. I've said it too many times. My brain's got bored of hearing it. Yeah, I'm, I, had, I had much more fun watching this than, than watching Pet Detective. It just sort of breezed along nicely. And I ain't seen it for a while. It's a solid eight out of 10 for me, I think. It's going to be a seven for me. Going to be a seven for you. You enjoyed watching Pet Detective much more. Yeah, I think maybe because I watched that second as well. And it was your first time. It was my first time, yes. You know, um, the the mechanic building they had, you know, they, they used that in Ghostbusters as well. No way, did they? they you know, the main their main office in Ghostbusters, it's the same building. Yeah. I did not know that, mate. How did you well, find that out? Was that on uh, Amazon Trivia? No, it was... Um, just a YouTube, uh, so YouTube fun facts that yeah. someone put. Together. Also, like the yellow suit. Apparently, it's based on a suit that his mum gave him when he started out doing stand up as well. Oh wow! And the um, Coco Bongo is also a, a proper discotheque in uh, Cancun, Mexico, that Jim Carrey owns. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Coco Bongo Club. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I need I need to go there one day. I wonder how many people turn up there and go, My name is Cuban Pete. <laughs> but every day I bet some moron turns up and does that and I'm gonna be one of them. Let's move on to let's move on to the next bit. And the next bit is where we pick our films for next week and this time you're picking the theme. Well when we record next week, it'll be on my dad's birthday. Yeah. The 22nd. My dad doesn't tend to watch movies, but there's, there's no particular movie that he likes, but he loves his sport. So I thought a sport double bill. Any, any sort of sports. So anything you want, just sports, straight up sports. Any sports whatsoever. Tiddlywinks, banana throwing, pin the tail on the donkey. Sports. Sports for the old man. Yes. All right. Well, I knew this. You told me this already. So I've picked a few. I've got a few that I'm thinking about. I've got, I think I've pretty much got two locked in. And then the third one, hmm, I'm not sure yet. Yeah. What about you? How are you going on the old picks? Um, Well, like I've got a, I've got a list on Letterboxd, which I'll now make public so everyone can see. The ones that I've chosen, there's two films that I've chosen that are based on sports that my dad likes. Okay. The last one is like super random and I thought, oh, this might be interesting to watch for the pod. Okie dokie. Whose turn is it to go first? I never remember. I think it's my turn. Very honest of you. Go on, what you got? Hit me with your film choices. Numero uno is... Never heard of it. <laughs> no, no, Numero... no. No, no, no. I said numero uno is like number one. That's what I... <laughs> oh, it's not a film about coming first in a sports thing. No. I was, like, was going to say number one for my choice. So, okay. Oh, it's because you spoke a different <laughs> language. I told you I don't speak Spanish. Go on. I'm sorry. I digressed you. Numero uno. Numero, numero uno. Number <laughs> one choice is The Australian Dream. Second choice is Marvelous. Lucky last is Whip It. Whip It? Yep. <laughs> is, it, is it a spin-off to Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> no. Good. 
roller derby. That's what the film's about. All right. Well, I better, before we just speak quickly about them, I don't really know what I would knock out of them yet, but I'll give you my three and we'll just see where we go. My first choice is uh, Will Smith, boxing film, Ali. My next choice is going to be White Men Can't Jump. Wesley Snipes, Woody Holson, 90s film, classic. Ain't seen it in years. My last one, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to go on here, so this is going to be a last-minute decision. Ooh, spontaneous. Mm. I'm going to go for Rush. Ooh. I'm going to go for Rush. I was looking at them all, and I was thinking I wasn't going to put that on because we did a Formula One film last week, but it is a really good film, so it's going on there. So to recap then, you've got The Australian Dream, Marvellous and Whip It, and I've got Ali, White Men Can't Jump and Rush. I've never heard of any of your films. So Australian Dream, I'm pretty sure that's a documentary. It's an Australian football documentary. All right, I'm kicking that one out. (laughs) Football? No, thanks, mate. Oh, this is going to be a very easy choice for you. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Have I just ruined where we're going with this? No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Oh, that's cool. Right. Hey, listen, I'm just trying to make a joke, really, but I don't really like football very much. So I think I would have always gone with that one and I don't want to keep you hanging. All right. <laughs> Get rid of it. Go on, you've got to be ruthless with me as well. White men can't jump. I think, I think I'm going to keep that, though. I want to keep that. It's about basketball. Okay, cool. Oh, I think I'm going to get rid of Ali. Ali. Okay. So in my list, we've got left White Men Can't Jump and Rush. And in your list, we've got Marvelous and Whip It left. Right. So I've got a, I've got a synopsis here for you for White Men Can't Jump, right? So it came out in 1992. It's R-rated. Uh, hour 55 minutes, Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes. And the synopsis is black and white basketball hustlers join forces to double their chances of winning money on the street courts and in a basketball tournament. So they're just basically two con men and they're basically, I think they're conning other people, but also maybe they're conning each other a little bit. And it's, they're really good together, really good dynamic. And I ain't seen this in a, probably since the nineties. So that's it. So it's about hustlers that do basketball a bit. So rush, I'm going to read you rush now. Don't rush into it. <laughs> Daniel Brawl as Nicky Lauder and Chris Hemsworth as James Hunt who are absolutely fantastic in their, in their roles as the people. Uh, the people. But the, the synopsis is, the merciless 1970s rivalry between Formula One rivals James Hunt and Nicky Lauder. And that's basically it. It's about their... You know, we were talking in a center episode, I was talking about the rivalry... Rival... Here I go again, I can't say it. The rivalry between Prost and, and Senna. Yeah. It's kind of that, but... Nicky Lauder and James Hunt and it's just their dynamic and they're not very friendly with each other. They're a little bit cross at each other at times. And I've got this whole sort of, got these completely different approaches, but both kind of works for them, if that makes sense. Uh, it's a really good film. It's a really good film about Formula One. What you got? Marvellous and Whip It. Marvellous. 2014 film. Yeah. And the tagline is, I always wanted to be happy, so I decided to be. Dramatization of a true story of the life of Neil Nello Baldwin, born with a mild learning disability, 
but without the burden of social embarrassment and how his inexhaustible ability to see the good in any situation overcame any stigma society tried to label him with. What sport was it? Football. <laughs> so it's a 2014, Marvellous is a 2014 film about football. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've just written down football. What sport does, it, does your dad like football? My dad likes Premier League. English football? Uh, he likes English football. Soccer? Yeah, soccer. So that, that one's soccer. And the Australian dream was AFL. I feel bad now. Your dad likes football. Well, tell me about Whip It. I ain't decided yet. What happens in Whip It? A 2019 film directed by Drew Barrymore. Ooh. In Bowdoin, Texas, Land of the Dragons, an indie rock-loving misfit finds a way of dealing with her small-town misery after she discovers a roller derby league in nearby Austin. All right, so you've got one film about football, one film about skating. I've changed my mind. Um, I think, listen, there's a couple of reasons. It got recommended to us and your dad likes football. I can't not go for Marvellous, can I? I've got to keep that Uh, and we'll get rid of Whip It. To be honest, the Drew Barrymore skating thing didn't appeal to me an awful lot. Mm -hmm. And Marvellous is football, but your dad likes it. So let's keep Marvellous. Out of your choices. I'm going to get rid of Rush. Okay. Yeah, and I go with white men can't jump. All right, so sports. So next week, sports episode is going to be white men can't jump and marvellous. 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 Marvellous indeed. Splendid. Oh, splendid one. It's magnificent. We're, we're burning through this. It's only been uh, it's only been four hours, and we're already <laughs> we're already at stitch up. Have you, have you got a nice little? Because you had to watch the film, didn't you? You had to watch the Stitch Up film. Have you got a nice little review for me for Catwoman? Let's garnish garnish us with your uh, words about Catwoman and what that film is about and what it's like. And... Catwoman with Halle Berry. Yes. It came out in 20... 2004. Budget was 100 mil. <gasps> Shut the fuck up. How did <laughs> they spend 100 million on that? I will explain. Don't you Oh, God, you're sizzling it for me. I can't wait. They did, at the box office, they did 82 mil. Oh, dear. So Halle Berry is, she works in the art department. She works for a cosmetic company. Right. And she does all their their graphics and stuff, all the advertising for all that. So her her boss is a bit of an asshole. And, you know, she gives him these graphics to do and, He's not very impressed. It's like, oh, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you another chance. Uh, bring it, bring these uh, designs to me uh, tomorrow. And when she does that, she gets to the place and then discovers that this new facial cream is quite toxic. If you stop using it, yet it ends up burning your skin and you get like headaches and whatever from it. So she by accidentally pops in when they're telling all this stuff and they're like, oh, you know, can't let anyone find out. Don't tell anyone. It's a secret. Get rid of her. Turn that woman into a cat immediately. Yes. So uh, she, she dies. And then all of a sudden these Egyptian cats, all these cats come around her. She becomes a cat. 
Catwoman. She becomes Catwoman from that. So she just comes back alive. Yeah. Again. Yes. Because the cat, magic cats. Magic cats. Cool. I love it. That's the thing about this film. I love the premise. I love it. I'm sold. I'm like, I'm in for this. Like, if I can make it good, I'm in for it. A woman that gets resurrected by cats. Is, I love it. Benjamin Bratt's in this, isn't he? Is he the cop? He, he, I think he's the terribly handsome man. The t- you know, oh. like the... <laughs> he's like the stereotypical handsome man. I don't know what, yeah. how else to describe him. He's just got... I think he's in Doctor Strange and he's also in Demolition Man. So he's in it. He's in it. Is he the love interest? He's the love interest. So they meet because this Egyptian cat outside onto the railing system. She's like, oh, you know, come, come back inside. And she tries to go out and rescues the cat. And the police officer thinks that she's trying to commit suicide. Yeah. He comes to the rescue and saves her. And then he's quite interested in her and says, oh, let's go on a date tomorrow. She accidentally stands him up and then gives him a coffee with his, like a coffee cup that says sorry on it. But does she stand him up because she's dead? Reasonable excuse, isn't it? She just, she tries to figure out who the bloody hell tried to kill her, killed her and why. Well, it was the evil face cream men, wasn't it? Obviously. Yep. It was obviously them because she found out their terrible secret. Because last time I did a, I I did a Beverly Hills two hour. You enjoyed the little fun facts I had about two hours. Yeah. Have you got some two hour facts again? I've got some Egyptian cat facts. Oh, Egyptian cats. So apparently the Egyptian mouse uh, cat are a small to medium-sized short-haired cat breed. They are one of only few naturally spotted breeds of a domesticated cat. And the spots of the mouse cat occurs only on the tip of their hairs of its coat. And it's a rare breed. Because of the spots? Okay. So Midnight was the main Egyptian cat in this film. They used three different cats for that cat particularly. Oh, stunt doubles. Is that because they had to share time or because they had to, some of the cats had to go to school and they couldn't yeah. have them all day? It was too much money on chaperones. I think kids, you're not allowed to keep them on for more than four to six hours a day. No. And when you've got, like so, like with babies, for example, I think they get like two or three babies, so they can just swap them in. Yeah, it's easy with babies, isn't it? They all look the same. They all look like Bruce Willis, anyway. They all look like Bruce Willis. Yeah. I will. When, next time I see a baby, I'll think that. Well, next time you see Bruce Willis, will you think of a baby? That's the most important thing. Oh, true, true. Uh, listen, have you got more cat stuff? No, that's about it. Oh, Halle Berry. She adopted another cat. She adopted one of the cats, apparently. Uh, she built a rapport with it. They were like, oh, look, we're in this terrible film together. Let's... Did They probably went to therapy together to try and get over <laughs> it. It's fair to say that you didn't enjoy this then too much this time? Or was... No. What, have you got a rating? Is this, in, is this a higher than five or a lower than five for you? Definitely lower than five. I will give it two Justice Leagues. Two Justice Leagues. Do you know what? I'm happy with that. Piss me up. Well done. Bravo. Good. Good. Uh, well, as you reminded me last week, Nicole, that is the name of the segment. <laughs> Good job. And just uh, before we move on, you know how yes. you're like, oh, 100, 100 million for this film. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so 
So they they did the film and then, you know, they show it to a bunch of people and apparently they're like, this is shit, you need to reshoot at this. The version that we saw is the version after they screen tested it. Mm-hmm. Fuck me, how bad was it before? I would love to see that original version. I would, I would think I would cut off my big toe to see that. I don't think I would. Maybe a little toe. Little toe is Maybe right. little That's toe. You don't need it anyway, do you? Just put it in your pocket for a little snack for later. You know, a reference <laughs> to an old podcast, isn't it? That cannibal one we did. <laughs> All oh. right, let's, let's move on to the Yeah, Yeah, let's, let's move on from, I was going to say cats, from, from Catwoman. A lot of cat <laughs> themes going on in our podcast lately. Don't like it. Right. Poll. <sighs> we did a poll. Yeah. We did a poll did. to find out who's going to be... You did a poll to find out who's going to be watching uh, the Stitch Up film for next week. Mm-hmm. Tell me all about it. What What did we choose? Uh, for me, it was Battlefield Earth. And for you, it was Pink Flamingos. <sighs> okay, so... The past couple of weeks, it's been back and forth. So I watch a movie, you watch a movie, I watch a movie. And this week, it should have been you watching a movie. Because mm. people, usually on my poll, have been voting for you. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and this morning, when I checked the poll, it was eight, eight votes. <laughs> and it was four votes for Dan, four votes for me. And I was like, mm. hmm, do I be, do I be cheeky? Because I only voted one time. And I was like, no, don't be cheeky. Just leave it. And then the poll finished and it, someone got an extra vote. Okay. You're keeping me in suspense here. And next week, I won't be watching. You fucker. <laughs> You had me going there. So uh, I've got to watch Plink Flamingos. Yeah. You probably had me going there, mate. Well done to you. You've been doing those acting classes again. God, I would be a ter- terrible actor. Well, you I had think. me going. So, yeah, 56% Pink Flamingos, 44%, which I'm so glad. You are lucky. You've dodged yeah. the right bullet there, mate. God, you probably set that up, didn't you? You, you sneaky little fucker. When I go back to listen, listen to that while I'm edit it, editing, I'm going to be really angry next bit. And so we've got to choose the um, the films for the next poll. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my turn to do a poll next week. I, I know what I'm choosing for you, mate, already. I thought about it. Right, keeping with the sports theme. Okay. I'm going to go for a film, and it's it's the third film in this trilogy. And the first one is, I watched the first one on a plane, and I thought it was all right. Second one, pretty bad. Third one, one of the worst films I've ever seen. Right. It's called Goal 3. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that you at first, because I had a feeling if I said my stitch-up film, you are going to do the sequel to <laughs> what uh, I was doing. That's always the risk that you have with you when you go first. Yeah. Oh, so all right, what you got then? Is it a musical? No, I promised not to do any musicals. So I was like, okay, it's going to be on your poll. I need to choose something really bad, like really bad. Oh, you're being strategic now, are you? Yeah. Right. So uh, next on a train. 
Not on a plane, on a train. Snakes on a train? Yep. I ain't even seen snakes on a plane yet. Will I get lost? I won't know what's going on. I'll be like, how did they get from the plane to the train? I don't understand. I've missed some really important piece of information from not seeing the first. All right, snakes. I don't know where. I'm sorry. I'm going off tangent. Snakes on a train. Random picks. Random. Next poll. Snakes on a train versus golf free. <laughs> and I will put that poll on and it'll be on. If you're listening to this, it'll be on tomorrow. Uh, unless you listen to this in the future and then. It's already been on and you've missed it, so don't worry about it. Yeah. That's it, isn't it? Are we finally done? Only took four hours. Bloody hell. Four hours of technical problems, changing microphones and talking about design and talking about yes. you accidentally switching off your computer. Oh, dear. It's been emotional. It's been an emotional one, this one, mate. We've been, yeah. through, been on a journey, haven't we? We have. We have. I don't know what I talk about. Sometimes I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I do worry about myself. I think it's because I'm locked up on my own all week. So when I get here, I'm like, oh, everything comes out. <laughs> Friend. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I live on the other side of town. Other side of the planet. That was our Jim Carrey episode. The next one will be sports because it's your old man's birthday. And we're going to do a sports episode in honor of your dad. Yeah. And we're going to be watching Marvelous and White Men Can't Jump. I'm going to be watching Pink Flamingos for Stitch Up. And then uh, yep. we'll do more polls and stuff next week and all that good stuff. Where can we find you? Find me on the grams, on the Instagram. On the grams, mate. What's your handle there, mate? It's uh, at Nika Creative or on my personal is Chica Nika. Uh, so they can find some stop motion stuff on my creative page. Enter that Make-A-Wish competition as well. 100%. Buy tickets. There's heaps of tickets still, so... I mean, it, the draw, it still happens no matter what. So, yeah. I, I ticket support the kids. Well, I, I ain't got no charity stuff to promote, I'm afraid. It's just my boring old Instagram. And it's uh, flick.face and yeah. uh, Twitter on flick underscore face. If you want to email the show, twinpixpod at gmail.com. Let us know some themes. Listen, it's getting late. You need to get to bed. Why don't you go and get some Zeds? Get some Zs. Get some Zs. You've got plenty of time this week. You ain't got to watch a stitch up. So I'm going to go away and drink some more coffee because I don't Ooh. think I'm hyperactive enough yet. You sure? Yes. <laughs> I am the king Sorry. of the rumba beats. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>